is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel Mops After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. the show we have a very special guest today Barkley who do we have our very best friend Teresa is joining us today we're very excited to have her yes and I think this is going to be a, a quite a funny podcast we're in that already feeling very loopy this might not be our first start yes we might have had a few starts <laughs> yes. but you know when you get best friends together you just laugh and we you get do. all giddy and so yes so we'll see Fair what, warning. We, what happens so normally we have a speaker from MOPS, and uh, once a month we do not. So we have to come up with our own theme or what we're talking about. And so we were sitting, what could we talk about that would be beneficial to moms, women in general? And friendship came to mind. Mm-hmm. So we're like, who better women, to ask? Women and friendship. So we have wisdom to share about just like past and what we've learned along the way. So we brought on Teresa. So Teresa, can you tell us a bit? Well, first say hello to our guests. Hello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You may may speak now. And Teresa, tell us a little bit about yourself. I love it. Hi, I'm Teresa and I am your friend and I would like to your audience to know that I've been waiting to come on this podcast, <laughs> and I got and invited. Listen, she's one of our biggest fans, so yeah, she's your biggest us along fan. The way. I stalk you, but I stalk you. <laughs> I'm so happy to get invited when you had no other speaker and you need to fill <gasps> oh, the time because that crashed. was That's not, not it. The case. I'm just kidding. Okay, it's because okay. it was about friendship, and we have to have our bestie. Yes. That is where it went. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You guys are awesome. Uh, what did you ask me? <laughs> Tell, Tell us about, about yourself. yourself. Oh, drinks. Buy me a Coke. <laughs> well, so I am a mom, and I have three children. Uh, I'm in Mom's Next age group. Do your your audience knows Mom's Next, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, I work full time. I've been married to my male best friend for twenty years. I I made that specification because when I talk about best friends he says but I'm your best friend yes. and I say you're the boy version yes yes, yes. Um, I think yeah who do you work for I work <laughs> for the chapel okay and in particular I work for Ryan Chevre who's the best boss I've ever had <laughs> who also happens to be <laughs> Summer's husband <laughs> but truly he is the boss, best boss I've ever had well, he is he's he an is. awesome guy He's a lot of fun until he's not fun. I'm just oh. kidding. He's never not fun. <laughs> Absolutely. He's a seven. Why would he not be? Exactly. Well, not fun. I'm married to him. I feel like sometimes <gasps> he cannot be fun. Stop. But that's okay. Most of the time he's fun. Yes. Yeah. So, Teresa, tell us about, well, what Enneagram number are you? That will give us more perspective of uh-huh. who you are. Yeah. I am an Enneagram three wing seven. Stop it. Okay. For those that don't know the Enneagram, technically does not wing seven. Side note, little side note about this whole journey for her to find her Enneagram number. She kept being like, but I want to be a seven. And aren't aren't I a seven? And I was like, no, you're a three. Like threes are awesome and amazing. 
But, okay. Yes. But the ways threes are known for is deceit, and I don't want to be known. <laughs> okay. Serious. Okay. I am an Enneagram three. I wing two. So I don't look like a typical Enneagram three who's, I can be competitive, but um, when I landed on that, like core motivations and I like to, I like to bring value to the table. So I, when I love my people, I love them well. I have, and it's usually a small group of people and I'll be entirely devoted to them. Like you Mm -hmm. two are my small group of people. Um, And I, but the two wing makes me want to improve people's life. Hmm. So I'm not necessarily, I do like attention, like, your husband reminds me I like to be in the spotlight. <laughs> I don't really, but um, I my biggest motivation is to make people have their best life. Hmm. I love it. I love it. So Teresa brought to our attention the Golden Girls. Yes. And so we had this side conversation about who, which character we are on the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And somehow we immediately plugged ourselves right in right to in. those characters. It's like we knew exactly mm-hmm. who they, which one. I'm curious so, what the audience would pick. Give them right. a minute. Let them think. Yeah, okay, we'll tell think. you. Okay. <laughs> so, Bartley, who are you? No, no, no. You go first. You go first. <laughs> I don't know if okay. I want to admit mine. Funny story. Betty White. I love her. I love her. And she, I mean, even in an old age, she was yeah. still so funny. She was. Um, on Saturday night. Uh, Saturday Night Live. She was hilarious. But mm-hmm. um, I was like, I think I'm probably Betty. And then they're talking about the characters and... They said her name multiple times, and I was like, "Wait, what's her name again?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're yeah, totally you're Rose." Totally yes. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll own it. I I love that she likes to laugh at herself. She was funny, and so okay, I I'm Rose. You are Rose, hands down. And I am. Who am I? What's her name? Blanche, right? Blanche. Blanche. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why, why do you see yourself as Blanche, Berkeley? Well, let me be clear. It's not because I'm loose in any way. <laughs> that is not the connection. <laughs> but she is a good flirt, likes to dress up. A flirt? Okay, yeah. I could be a flirt. Yeah. And likes to have fun, right? So I'd say that's me. Yeah. 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 And Miss mm-hmm. Teresa? And I'm um, the one no one wants to be. (laughs) But (laughs) Dorothy. (laughs) Dorothy. I think you can pull off a pixie cut for sure. She's dramatic. She she had a great outfit. She was like a giant. I'm very much. (laughs) Not a giant. (laughs) Am I five feet and a half inches? You're 5'1, right? Well, yes. I, I round up. You round up. On a good day, she's five. (laughs) I'm five and a half, depending who which doctor measures me. But um, I, she's she is a no nonsense, yeah, straight shooter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. hilarious, and she's hilarious, and she's hilarious. She's so which I'm hilarious. No, (laughs) you are. Let us say it though. You're hilarious. (laughs) You're hilarious. Here we go. So I I had to like dig up on some things about the Golden Girls. Okay, yeah, share your. Because I was like thinking about it. Like, how old were they? Because like, the the show came out in 1985. So I was six years old when it came out. And so I'm like, well, how old were these people? Because they've starred in other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But Betty White at the time was 63. Uh, That's nuts. Is it B? Is that B. Arthur? B. Arthur. B. Arthur. She was 63. Uh, Rue was 52. And Who played the oldest, mind you? 
Right? Didn't she say the old? Oh, Estelle was the oldest? Estelle. I was like, she was 62. Which is crazy. She was a year younger of Dorothy, right? Yeah, and she was a year younger. And she's actually playing her mom. But funny story is during the second filming of it, like the second season, she got a facelift. And the um, the people so doing the makeup, makeup were so mad because it <laughs> took three hours to make her look old already, yeah, and then sure. they had oh, to. That's funny. I know. We have I to like, look back crazy. see if we can tell. Also, another thing is they had um, their kitchen table. There was only three chairs at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. There's four women. Yeah. But they only mm-hmm. had three at a time, and B was always in the middle. Dorothy, because she was so tall oh, mm-hmm. and she had the best facial expressions when something so was said. Miss it. So yeah. they had to see it. So scowl. I just thought that was so funny. So um, interesting. When you look back, because this was before Botox and all the things we have now for making us look younger. If you look at their skin and their decollete, you're like, they don't, that's amazing that they were that age because they do not look yes. like oh, that. So think about. A 62-year-old, 63-year-old, even 52-year-old, and what they looked like, and J-Lo is 52. That's very or, true. Or, like, that's, like, that's that not is, what okay, 52 and 62-year-olds look like anymore. No. Oh, like, oh isn't that crazy? It is oh, crazy. Yeah. So crazy. All right. So, we're going to move into friendships okay. now. Yes. All right? So... You know, I think it's important to always look in the past, right? And learn from it. And learn from it. So... Yeah. We thought we'd just give our friendship history. Yes. So, Barkley, why don't you start us off? Yeah. I had hard friendships growing up, and I think that's made me who I am today as far as current friendships, but um, I just, they weren't very nice. Okay? Girls suck sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They do. do. Girls stink. Mm -hmm. Uh, But But no, I had... But kind of. (sighs) Some do. Um, no, I had I had a great group of friends, but some girls were just tough, and I was the people pleaser of the group. Like I will be the first to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me," and I'll try to fix it and make everything. So I felt like I was constantly on eggshells to make sure everybody was happy and not mad at me, and because I hated when people were mad at me. So it just made for a really hard friendships because I believe they took advantage of that a lot and just would kind of walk all over me. And then I remember I went through a change. It was my senior year and I knew like, I'm out of here and everybody's out of here. We're split. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think they knew the shift in me and it was friendships were way better. (laughs) Like they didn't walk all over me. Oh yeah. I did like it changed. And I'm like, I needed to stop being the way, you know, Mm -hmm. I was part of the problem, you know, even though, so that was a huge change, I would say. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not living for making people happy and not, you know, mad at me. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a powerful switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's important. And yeah. that they noticed too. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you we ever change. talked about it. It just was like, or maybe they tried to do it and didn't get a response from me. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. Barkley's not really rolling over. Anymore. No, I don't care yeah. anymore. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. People, we don't realize that we train people how to treat us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And like I said, and how I would have said, they're so mean to me. And it's so, but I'm looking back now, I can be like, I was part of that problem. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So That's insightful. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Teresa? I never had problems making friends because I would literally go up to someone and be like, hi, I'm Teresa. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> she literally would. I could totally see that. <laughs> but we moved a oh. ton. Like 
growing up and even after I got married, we just moved a ton. And so it was hard because, well, I'm the youngest. Uh, I have two older sisters. So I kind of got to piggyback like, oh, I actually already know somebody. So I didn't feel as intimidated maybe going to a new school. My sisters, they would be like, oh, you know, you're Leah's little sister. You're Lisa's little sister. But um, I, it was hard for me though because I would make like a best friend and then have to leave them. Mm. And so I think I held friendships like uh, maybe more at a distance. Like I, I kept my heart a little reserved knowing we may leave. And uh, that was tough, actually. So <clears throat> I think, um, honestly, I think our friendships are the longest friendships I've ever had, to be mm -hmm. honest. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I would say, so I went to private school and kind of like a homeschool group until high school. So I had friends, and they never – I. I didn't live near them. So like if it was a homeschool or private school, it was like far away. So it was like to have a play date and things was a little bit harder. But looking through the history of friendships, I always had like two or three close friends. And that was like all I needed. Um, mm -hmm. And that was extremely important to me because I knew I just wanted to be known by them. And I knew if I had a bunch of friends, which I did have a bunch of friends, but it wasn't as close and they were in and out. But with high school, I went to the, a public school without knowing anyone. That was really hard for That's me crazy. because yeah. like I need close friends. So that was a hard time just to like figure out who was going to be that close friend. Um, and I did, um, but I did see, and I, I just, for my high schoolers, I just so badly, we were just talking about this, yeah. like wanting to protect them. Like I had a friend who just, she would get mad at me and not talk to me for days. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling so hurt by that and trying to figure out, well, what's wrong? And, and I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't like read your mind. So, you know, like that friendship didn't last as long. I mean, it was longer, but, you know, it, it was like I needed another close friend. So I think like, you know, in college too, it was like I had a few close friends and that was, I was always good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just, I feel like the close friends and I do have a friendship that it usually does last a while. So yeah. yeah. Um, well, in order to be a good friend, we feel like you need to be a good friend. <laughs> and so um, I think as you're wanting to make friends or if you're trying, like, I need some more friends, I think what's the number one thing you need to do is make sure you're ready mm -hmm. yourself to be a good friend. Because um, I think there's a lot of, one, like we've shared baggage that could come into that that could hurt future friendships. Mm -hmm. And um, I think often there's lies you're telling yourself about yourself that you need to overcome. Mm -hmm. um, it's been interesting to talk to my girls. I find myself trying to share like things that I know I struggled with and I want to make sure they do better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, like the communication and just making sure because you know, one girl will share like, you know, so-and-so hasn't been talking to me or ha I'm like, 
then I need you to go to them and say, you know, I feel like there's a disconnect or there's something wrong. Like what's like if I had just done that, because I had the same experience. I had friends that would just ignore me and just really hurt me. And so I was like, go to that person, talk to them, talk it out instead of just letting it fester. I never would talk it out. You know, I would just yeah, yeah. take it on and be like, okay, I'm just gonna be the best friend I can be and hopefully they'll come back. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, that's stupid. Don't do that. So it's been interesting to try to share ways that you can be better from learning from my ways I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, Blakely shared, I don't know, somebody was going somewhere or got to do something and she was sad about it. And I was like, we should be so happy that yes. your friend gets to do that. Yes. Let's celebrate that. Because yes. I think that's a big thing women don't do or don't teach right. their daughters like, oh, I'm sorry you were left out. That yes. must be, and maybe I'll call and say, no, yeah. <laughs> let's just celebrate it. And next time I bet you'll be invited. I don't know. So I'm just little yeah. things I'm lear- that I've learned. I'm trying to do better for them. Yeah. I love and that you're just, teaching her that. I hope. She's so young to anything. have that value and like that mm-hmm. That adults haven't learned how to do no, that. No, so and I powerful. think that these are things we need to learn and get better about for ourselves mm-hmm. in order to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I even like with Reese too, it's like, I'll be like, you know, so-and-so is like, they're going to have play dates without you. Yeah. Like, and then she'll get sad, and I'm like, no, no, it's okay yeah. because sometimes you'll have playdates. It's just Next the way time things you'll have are. That person you know, over. like yeah. teaching them young about like that it's okay. It doesn't mean that they don't like you. No. It doesn't mean that they don't want you around. It's just that's just the way life is. Like it mm-hmm. just happens that way, and so we can be happy for others. And yeah, so mm-hmm. I agree. What do you What do you think, Teresa? I think that learning to be a good friend is going to look different for each developmental stage. Like when you're talking about Blake and, and Reese, they're they're designed to be self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. So you're speaking into their starting point. Same thing as a teenager. You're, you, you live in this place where there's an invisible audience and you feel like everybody can see this, which no, nobody's thinking about you. They're all wondering if they look like an idiot. But yeah. So speaking into where they're at, but I know a lot of your listeners are moms, and moms with with young kids, and so most of them uh, have already had their uh, what's that amygdala? What's that with the thing closed? The developmental. Support? I have no idea. Cortex. Frontal cortex. Is that what it's called? Cortex. 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 Anyways, yeah, we know smart. what we're talking about. We're smart. Brain. What is it you say? It's okay. You're pretty. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. Okay, Rose. Okay. <laughs> Inside joke. We'll come back to it. Okay. But, um, I think that the biggest thing that I learned that helped me in making friends was there. there is something that happens in all of our relationships. And do, have you ever heard the saying, um, water seeks its own level? It's a, it's a real thing. Like water will seek to level out level somewhere. Out, yeah. And so if you want to attract a friend that can self-soothe and process their own disappointment and not accuse you. Like you have to be that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like do do the work. So right. you don't want to be looking at this new relationship through the lens of your family of origins, way of dealing with things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to have a level of self-awareness and and some skills in how to communicate and process disappointment. And so I think that is 
the biggest place to start because I think a lot of us, just like we do in our romantic relationships, we think if I just had a best friend or if I Mm -hmm. just had this type of friend, then I would be okay. My life would be so much. And it's like, no, because with any relationship comes conflict. Um, And so that's my my biggest preparation. And so for me, what that looks like in my personal life is um, I'm a huge fan of therapy, Mm -hmm. counseling. And so um, there's never a bad time for it. And I would just say that be working on yourself because you will attract people going after the same things um, and who value the same things as you. Yes. That's what I mean. I think it's so important that you're in a good place if you want to be a friend, you need to be in a good place. Yeah. And 100% love that. But mm-hmm. also, though, I think we need to say no to the lies, too. A lot of women will be like, well, I'm not cool enough to hang out with that. Or they won't like me because of this. Or I'm not this. And mm-hmm. you need to say no to these lies. And if it takes counseling or whatever, you know, like... Or risk. Take the risk. I know. How do you know I, until you try? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... I think a lot of women, too, think it's just going to be easy. And if it's not easy, they don't like me. It takes work. It takes time. And it doesn't just happen like that. And it does take us a little bit of a risk sometimes. And I think a lot of us are too scared to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes, like, maybe one weird, awkward, hi, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) let's be friends. Or, I don't know, stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm like thinking that through about being a good friend. And I did take the step of counseling this last year. And I think an uh, important part is like looking at your history. And so I had this image of myself playing soccer. Um, I think I could have been a really good soccer player, but <laughs> I bet you could. I didn't have um, some of the skills that I should have had of being aggressive. I literally remember as a five-year-old wanting to pass the ball to the other player or the player on the other team so they would like me. And I'm like, <laughs> this is just crazy, like thing that flashed in my mind, but I was like, Summer, this is a pattern in your life that you have with the people around you. You constantly are like, how can I like make them like me by being kind? And maybe sometimes that, well, in a lot of ways, I realized that hurt me because I was trying to be what other people wanted me to be for them or do for them. And I was just people pleasing. And, um, and not standing up or saying something that I was feeling in my heart and my mind of like, this isn't right. I need to say something. And so I think that now that I'm in my forties and after counseling, I realized Summer, you, when you have those feelings and you need to say something to a friend that they may not want to hear, it's important you say it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, like before I would just stuff it and be like, nope, I just don't want to hurt the friendship. I don't want to hurt, you know, but I'm getting more and more with my voice of like, no, those instincts that are in you and how things are played out, you need to say something. And so that's been a a big change for me of trying to live in that. But um, just realizing the past of the patterns I did, like throughout friendship. So I think it was, uh, I think it was you, Teresa, that talked about um, sometimes saying the hard thing is being the good friend, yes. you know? And I think that was like, actually you not saying whatever it is you need to say or express 
is actually not helping. Right. Saying the, the hard thing you're afraid to say might actually be the best thing to right. do. And you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's really hard to yeah. overcome. But if you truly want that friendship and a good friendship, that sometimes has to be done. Right. I, I think we forget that when people want to be our friend, they want us. So mm-hmm. not what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So they want your voice. They want you to say when you're uncomfortable, but a lot, but when we have these tapes that play in our head of like, th- this is what makes me likable, yeah. we end up sometimes hiding who we really are. Yes. And so, um, you know, unlearning that is a, is very intentional and it takes a lot of hard work, which is why a lot of people don't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their friendships can feel very chaotic because then it becomes... I'll be who you want me to be in order to be your friend or we're just guessing because we don't communicate like, well, what is her need and what is she angry at? And it's this weird dance that we do um, because we're so afraid of the loss of relationship that we don't realize there is no connection there in the first place. So what we're really all longing for is to truly be connected, but we can't be Mm -hmm. unless we're being honest and truly showing up. And so like why that made a difference for you in high school when you really showed up is like, well, the real Barkley just showed up. Yeah. The voice of who you really are. Um, so. Yeah. So yeah. I think what we're saying <laughs> is step one is just making sure you're ready. Do yes. what you need to do to get in a good place to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's step one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a mentor from MAPS and from another church that has come to talk to us about friendship a couple times. And there is a friendship circle that she shares um, that has always stuck with us. And I think it's been Mm -hmm. really beneficial. Um, So picture a bullseye. Um, like and a there's Target Circle. A t- like this like favorite the store. Target oh, Circle. Target. And this is your friendship level, okay? So in the middle, the very bullseye, she uh, she calls it where your life-giving friends are. And these are going to be one to maybe three people. Like, it's very, very small. It is your spouse. It is your mom. It is a best friend or two. Like, that's... Uh, it. These are the people, like uh, the description says, brings you life. It's not, you know, pulling from you or in making you feel, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like, Well, like when you're spending time with them, it's not someone that drains you. Drains you. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Yes. It, it just brings you life rather than... And then there is another level. And this is your community, who you're doing life with. Also good friends, but they're... Um, I wouldn't say like the ones that are seeing every side of you, like mm-hmm. maybe just so they're still good friends and you're doing life and they're ones you can count on for sure. But I think in order to be a good friend and have a good friends, there's certain things that you can give of yourself because she said, um, you know, she's shared you can't give all of yourself to all of these mm-hmm. people. Someone's mm-hmm. not getting or you will be depleted. You know, mm-hmm. like there's only certain months amount of stuff that you can share or give out without feeling um, depleted. So your next level would be your community and the people you do life with that you love also. And then you have your acquaintances. And then on the outside is like, I don't know, what would, how would you refer to them? Facebook people. Yeah, like facial recognition. Yeah, facial I would recognize. Like, <laughs> some people right, on Facebook right, right. that I'm friends with, I'm like, who is this person? And I'm like, I feel like I know. So just as you're thinking of friends, think of this target circle. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, think each level gets a little bit more of you, but only those select mm-hmm. life-giving friends can truly get all of you. Because if yeah. you're trying to do that to everybody, you're going to end up mm-hmm. losing. <laughs> I remember as, you know, like a young woman, maybe like in college or a little after college, just like authenticity. I really want authenticity. I really want to understand people's heart. So I would be like sharing my heart, like deep things with people, but they weren't in my inner circle. Yeah. And I realized how that burned and it hurt because I was like, oh, they're not understanding me because they don't know me that well. Mm-hmm. And so it was like that target was really helpful for yeah. me to be like, no, my inner parts that's only is for a select few mm-hmm. because they they're safe people they're people who know all about me right. um but you can't just go around sharing you know things that are so deep because the response you're going to get can be hurtful to that so i learned a lot from it also cuz i don't function i have a ton of friends and i love a ton of people but i don't give all of me to very many people and so this help bring a picture to that like oh yeah I, yeah I can't I just I can't think of how to describe it I physically don't give out that much and I was like this you this is my bandwidth yeah, that's what's there I love it you have the right words always <laughs> Teresa but so I just true though because like when you have the the community aspect you're doing life with people and things and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome but also you don't have the bandwidth well, because well, I'm a mom I'm yeah. a wife I'm there's all these things on my mm-hmm. plate and you can't give everyone the same amount so Correct. it's like mm-hmm. that is why it's a select few because it's you're just your bandwidth, you can't do it. And it's not like I love you less type of right. situation. Correct. It's just like what I physically can give is mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah. I, I love my people. I do, mm-hmm. but I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard sometimes because I don't know, some people might want more or less mm-hmm. and you're like, I, mm-hmm. I, that's mm-hmm. not where I can give right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I liked um, seeing that circle model because it helped me understand when things are out of balance for me with intentionality, like I, for me, the center people, they are, they should be a higher priority on my list. Mm -hmm. And if I'm putting that middle group of people as a higher priority, then I'm, I'm not being a good friend. Mm -hmm. And so it helps me have a gauge on, because I, I tend to be very task focused and Mm -hmm. I don't always have my feelings telling me or tune into. So I'm, I'm always like, am I being a good friend? Am I doing, you know, and it also depends too. Like I married someone who's one of seven kids and early in our marriage, we did so much with his family. And so my, my room to give to friends was a lot smaller because we were giving to family, family, family. And so this is, this model will vary on the people's lives too. And like, um, you know, for a part of it, my kids had special needs. Like my son was a food allergy kid. He's got sensory processing disorder. So like, you know, you're, you kind of make up what, what you have to give in this circle. And some people have more to give because they have the time and, you yeah. know, so you mm-hmm. kind of get to customize it. And mm-hmm. this also can change. People can go yes. in and out yeah. of, you know, depending on, um, where you're at in life, it could yeah. be getting busier, you know, so it's going to fluctuate too. Sometimes, like you said, you have more to give and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't mm-hmm. and you just need to like shut in like, this is all I can handle right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so Good friendship stuff. takes yes. work. Yes. Well, right? no, it doesn't. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> no work at all, just like that. It just happens. Um, I've been reading the book. Um, I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. She came and spoke at Mom's Next. Yeah. She is fun. She is a hoot. She is very fun. Yeah. But in the book, they talk about how they use the analogy of a, a treating a friendship like going to the gym for the first time. It takes effort. It does. Mm-hmm. Right? And consistency. Yeah. I think people and have this vision that it just you just click and it works. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, it doesn't. If nope. you truly want a friendship, sometimes it takes time, especially in where we're at right now in life. It's even harder. Yes. Yeah. And it's awkward. It is. It's so it awkward, is. man. It's like trying to date it's trying to date someone it truly is yeah. it's back do you in... like me do i like you, you and I, I think she uh, looked at me across the room yeah, she, she into me i wonder I'm sure. oh, did she text me back <laughs> oh i like her outfit all right she passes honestly the look though test. like no, i'm just kidding i don't <laughs> don't seem too <laughs> eager to want to hang out yeah Kinda no no like, text play it cool days. play it cool play it cool <laughs> do i text at 24 hours or 48 hours yes. Yes. no but i think looking for ways to meet women Yes, like yes. a significant other is a great way, especially looking at it in things that you do, because obviously you want someone that shares the same interests as you. I know a lot of our friends come from MAPS because we're all there looking for community, and that's a great way getting involved in a group, a mom's group. Libraries have classes to bring their littles. That's a great way to meet women, especially in your community, because they'll probably live close by. I made a ton through preschool drop-off. While you're standing in line waiting to pick up your kid, like, say hi. Mm-hmm. Don't just, like, go in, grab your kid, and leave. Like, say hi. I'm like, can you believe what my three-year-old did today? Like, I don't know. You've got to step out and just, like, find ways to make friends that way. Yes. I love <laughs> it. What about you, Teresa? How do you What's make friends? Question? How do you make – like, what do you – like, how? What works? Friendships, what works? Like putting the effort in. Like, mm. um, okay. So it's, <laughs> I always work backwards. I always work from what doesn't work and then I leave what's mm. remaining for what works. I like that. Um, what doesn't work is do not put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So I see this happen a lot where. People have, like, one friend, and they expect that friend to be everything. And then it's like, well, what happens when that friend's busy or that friend's in crisis and you need to give to that friend? Like, so make sure you spread the love. (laughs) Um, Great advice. Yeah. And I think um, the ex managing your expectations. So um, don't – like you said, it takes time. Like – I think about our friendships and I think the different stages that they've gone through. And it took a long time for us to get here because it takes time to establish trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to kind of, you got to kind of figure out if you want to stick around. Like, it's not just, will that person be a good friend to me? Can I be a good friend to that person? Like, what does that person want from me? Um, and you got to get into a fight with somebody. Like, that's how you're going to tell if you're going to be a friend. Like, conflict. Mm -hmm. Can you make it through conflict Mm -hmm. and still remain? What happens when that person, like, if that person gets mad at you, does everybody in the room but you know that they're mad at you? That's, don't Mm -hmm. do that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, can that person hear feedback? Can you hear feedback from that person? Do you trust them? Just all of that kind of, Mm -hmm. those are things that I've kind of checked off. Um, 
Can I share something about our friendship? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking some things that are like, oh. Are beginning? Okay, can we? Okay, okay so, um, so I met both of you. I when I, I have a bad memory, so when I scroll I know, back trying through to my figure pictures. This out. <laughs> she literally scrolled through her pictures I last scrolled. night. You did? Pictures. I did. She was like, like sending pictures. I was like, oh, I that's went to so my smart. And I was like, Evite. And I literally. Stop. So, okay, so we so we all went to the same college. Yeah. And we all mm-hmm. saw each other. We like knew of each other. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't, we weren't friends. We no, didn't different know each other. circles. Yeah. Different circles for sure. And so ironically, I met you at. I would say mops. The connection came from our other friends and mops that mutually connected yeah. us. So that's 2010. So that's a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, long time some ago. of our listeners are probably in like junior high. Stop <laughs> it! During Sorry. that time. <laughs> so, um, talking about and so we were, we were moms at the time. And in that particular stage of my life, I was working through... So we... So... What I love about our friendships is I kind of think we're an unlikely group of friends. Like mm-hmm. my my history, um, I'm I oh man, I keep starting to talk and then I back myself up further to a bigger picture. So <laughs> let me back up. I like it. Bit. Keep it going. <laughs> so everybody knows what you guys look like. You guys are super cute. Your blue eyes, your blonde hair, you okay. look like dollies. Like I want to put you in my doll house. So <laughs> But I, I am. I don't look like you, so I'm half Korean. She is I'm just very different looking than you. You guys. So, but me coming and meeting you guys, you guys are like sisters. Like you guys have a 24 year plus friendship, and so coming and being friends with you, where you guys had that history, um, I think. I was, I was, there were times where I was like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? So <laughs> being honest, but, um, but <laughs> and the that other is piece, what we love about her. The mm. other piece is you guys have a very similar upbringing and not me. Like I didn't, I wasn't raised Christian. I have a lot of trauma in my background. And so the things that connected us were really our life stage in that moment. Like we loved mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. We had children. Mm-hmm. Um, we were about the same age and, um, some of our kids were the same age. So that was really our connection at first. And and that is sort of like, oh, maybe they would be nice to date. So here we go. Here's the beginning <laughs> of our friendship, right? So, but at the time I was really unpacking a lot in counseling. I mm-hmm. was I was already in counseling for several years. I started in college, but I have a I had a lot to unpack because of the way I was raised. And I remember um one time Summer and I and our, one of our other friends, Kelly, we were kind of like talking through, we would give each other advice. And I remember talking to my counselor about you and being like, I'm so drawn to her, but like, she doesn't go to counseling. You, you were very different than me. I was like, she doesn't go she to counseling. She's going to counseling. <laughs> She's not, what you're trying to say? <laughs> what, what my question was and what my fear was is that you wouldn't understand me and that mm. we, we spoke a different language and how mm. could we relate because our lives were so different mm. and could we really be connected? And, you know, was I coming to this friendship as your counselor? And mm. because that's at the role I take in a lot of my yes. friendships and mm. my history. And so... But there was this place in my heart where I was like, every time I would say, this is worth it. And I would just let a little more of myself out and you would just embrace that and accept me and encourage me. And I also, you talk about these like lies we have and these rules. 
they're unspoken. Oh, and yeah. so in my head, I was like, well, Summer can only be my friend to this extent because right. everybody wants to be Summer's friend. Oh, 100%. She already has a couple best friends. Everyone wants to be So I was you like, well, it. I'll just kind of stand off to the side and we'll like interact when we can. Yeah. And so. And one other thing too is like you didn't, you weren't, when we first met, you almost ran away. Like you were like, not ran away, but you were like. What well, like she's saying, she's going to stand off no. to the side. No, yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I, I was yeah. like, I was like not fully invested. I was like, I'm not going to try mm-hmm. because she has enough on her plate. Like mm-hmm. I remember, yeah. I remember, and I think maybe this is my Enneagram three. I remember trying to make plans with you. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, if she wants to make plans with me, she knows where to find me. Like I've had <laughs> these like things in my head, but I didn't work that way. No, you don't work. <laughs> yeah. And you don't work like, that way. What you doing tomorrow? Oh, let's hang out. Okay. So that was my, those were the tapes though Mm -hmm. that were playing in my head, right? But I went for it anyway because I prayerfully asked God about our relationship and I, there was a lot of gatekeepers that, you know, Mm kind of prevented us from progressing as friends, but God wanted us to be friends. And so he, he made that happen, but I grew in that. And so I want to encourage your listeners, like your friends, some of your greatest friends can be already in an incredible friendship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. They can be from a completely different background, walk of life, um, ethnicity. Like you don't have to have everything in common right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can create a bond that is just really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm just like thinking back at that time with with when meeting you Teresa I was always drawn to you I always loved having conversations with you but there was one point where it changed for me it's when you saw me and I remember sharing something very deep and you saw me and I was like she sees me in a way that I was like whoa like she's understand she understands my heart and that for me was a turning point of I need like I was like this this is a friendship that will last for a long time because it was important to me, and I just understanding your background, I wanted to learn, I wanted to know yeah. you yeah. because you weren't yes we didn't have similar upbringings but it was like intriguing, but also just to understand a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I also was drawn to you in that you loved Jesus, and that was like. You know, we like people around us, we want to be like them, like the, you know, like, so it was just like you encouraged me in that. So, Mm. yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head too. I think in order to be friends or to work, they have to bring something you need and you needed to be seen. Whereas for me, it's more, I needed to feel safe. Otherwise, if I have a friendship where I feel any sort of, we're just going to be friends here. But to get here, I need to feel like I'm safe. And yeah. that's what you brought for me. I think it, it took us a while. Yeah. Well, I, because I, it takes me a while. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and I knew that. And I was like, um, I, and again, like I would fill in the tapes for myself where yeah. I'd be like, I'd be that's like, that's what we mean. Fight those lies. I <laughs> you think have so to, many women yeah. have so that. Worth yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is about the way I relate to both of you guys is so different. And Barkley, we, like, so you're an Enneagram 7, and everybody's like, oh, fun. And you are so fun, and <laughs> so we laugh fun. so hard. But um, I have a permission to be myself with you. And it that for me to be able to be 
fully who I am and unedit mm-hmm. is like it changes people's lives. It's powerful. It gives you it it really affirms just like it for me it helps me go for bigger things in life. Mm-hmm. And so um I think it's funny because a lot of people don't think you're emotional, but I'm recalling our trip to Nashville recently <laughs> and we're on the drive and you guys are like listening to murder podcasts and I'm like, I just want to go to bed. And I'm like, can you turn it down? I'm in the back seat. No, and then we, no, no. Yeah. She is just telling us like, oh, can you just like turn it down a little bit later to find out? She's like totally triggered by this. Yeah, we're like, like tell us to turn it off. <laughs> Turn that scary stuff off. It's like, oh my goodness, just tell us that. Yes, I was trying to be polite. So even after we were friends all these years, I was yes. still trying to be polite. Yes. But anyway. Knock it off. You go, you took me real deep and you're like, you need to listen to this podcast. You play this podcast that it's like, it's like the most deepest inner healing like podcast about like Enneagram threes. And I was like, you're going to try to make me cry. <laughs> I just didn't want to feel on this trip. I think that's a misunderstanding about sevens. Yes. I, I like that. I love to go. Just yeah. don't ask me to. Like, I'll listen yeah. to your stuff. But, yeah. But and you don't, you don't ever need, neither one of you, you, the way you love me, you're never like, you need to thank me for that. I don't know if people say that, but you don't ever, you just show up for me. I think so often you try to be the person you need to be in the room or you try to edit yourself and like, no, we like just you. We don't like, yeah, that's, don't edit who you are. And- so that's what you guys are saying to me, if your audience understood in Enneagram 3, um, we, only, we only really connect with small groups of people because... Um, we are afraid that people love us for what we are, like what we do for you. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I'm very different with you than I am with everybody else, which I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to be on this podcast because when <laughs> it's just the three of us, I talk so very differently. And I'm like, wait, you want to talk, want me to talk to you how I talk with you <laughs> and other people to listen? In? That's not what I want to yes! do. <laughs> so, um, anyway, All right. what are we talking about? Well, so we have said, Get yourself ready to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. Put in the hard work. And I think another area in order to be a good friend is we need to stop the comparison. Yeah. And jealousy. And jealousy. That's hard. It's a really hard one. It's very hard. Because you think you deal and you've dealt with things, but sometimes it just keeps Well, I mean, even think of little Blakely telling, I mean, she, even at seven years, no. How old my kid? Eight years old? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> is already feeling those things. And so I think a lot of it comes how we react to them to teach them, nope, that's okay. We can yeah. be happy for that person yeah. or yeah. um but yeah. You wanna it, know how I Yeah, how do we get how through do this? I self soothe myself yeah. when those things bubble up and yeah. okay, this is what I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say to myself, <laughs> Hey, Self-talk. is there any other summers? No. I am the only summer. You are the only summer. Yeah. And I mean, there's, yes. But like in that perspective with that friend, like, hey, I am who I am and they love me for who I am. And mm-hmm. if they want to t- have time with somebody else, they can have time with somebody else. Yeah. And did they not want me there? That doesn't mean they didn't want me there. They just need time with somebody else. And so I self like talk myself like hey yeah. what i have and i think about the friendship i have with that person i'm like 
they don't have another friendship like that with somebody else. They have a different friendship with somebody else and a different bond with somebody else. But I don't, you know, like it's just like self-talking myself. Be like, no, they love you, Summer, yeah. and they aren't out to hurt you, and they're not trying. You know, so I just self-talk. Yeah, I think self-talk is huge because another thing um, that I will do, like if you're feeling, um, say, I don't know texting it can be misconstrued a lot like yes. oh why did they say i think a lot of times if you just remember wait a minute i know her heart would she actually mean that probably not there's yeah. so many things that you yeah. read wrong that's probably not what your friend intended yeah. that you can either talk yourself out of with right. self-talk like i know her heart there, she wasn't trying to leave me out or she wasn't trying to hurt my feelings yeah or if it's still bothering you that's when you go I need to talk to you Were you right. and just talk to them and yes. ask them. And I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll make you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and I think mm-hmm. so often we run with assumptions mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, and just believe these lies that our head is telling us. And you're like, talk them back, ladies, talk yep. them back. Don't believe the lies. Right. There's a very disarming phrase you can use when you are want to talk to your friend about that. And that is, I need some reassurance. Mm-hmm. Could I ask you if you meant this and like, mm-hmm. do you still love me? Mm-hmm. Because that puts you in the vulnerable seat and it doesn't put your friend under the gun. Yeah. And to be defensive. Yeah. And then yeah. you will keep your friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Communication is super important. And I think to texting voice text too, because yeah. sometimes you can just hear the person's voice and you're like, oh, well, I read it yeah. in this way. I'm the worst at that. And sometimes you have to realize your friends are in a hurry and they're just trying to like, exactly. you know, yeah. get things done. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just trying to figure this out. And you're like, you know, you just go to them and say, hey, you know, like, yes, such and such. you do really well with that. Actually, when you're in a hurry, you stop and say the extra 15 words that show honor to the other yeah. person where I am like, yep. <laughs> that you hate that word. <laughs> like, okay, like, that can you do this? One of my pet peeves, guys. This is now the whole world Why? knows that. I hate when people, not hate, hate is a very strong word, but when they say yep or yup, I have a hard time with that because I'm like, do you, like, do you, when I'm asking them to do something, like, do you really want to do that for me? Or are you just feeling obligated to she do that? She needs some me? extra words. I need, so just do like, <laughs> yep, and a smiley face. Yep. But I also realize. I say yep all the oh, time. Now I feel again. like I'm going to have to. Well, I also, okay, now, Enneagram <laughs> just, 9 here, who understands shoot. the whole situation. I notice on your watch that it's one of like, you know how like they have keywords yeah, you yes. just respond with? That's one of the top ones. And I'm like, um, oh, you know what, Summer? They're just responding quickly to you. So it's like yeah. the self-talk Talks, of like. Talk it back, ladies. No, talk it back. I don't think it's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes. it, that, yeah. It all comes back to working on yourself. In order to have a good yes. friend, you need and to be a good friend. Go to Jesus. That is yeah. a really big hey one. Now. When when you Preach. are feeling those feelings, like literally have a conversation with Jesus and yeah. say, Lord, why am I feeling this way? Like, what is it about? Am I about to get my period? Because, yes. you know, like you just feel all these emotions and mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And like, it's like, are you having a bad day? Have you eaten mm-hmm. something? There's so many parts yeah. of it. Like you need to like talk it through. And I, I love Teresa. She'll do that. She'll be like, I just need to go spend some time, some time with Jesus. And so mm-hmm. to process things and she'll say, we'll talk about it after I have time with Jesus. You know, like, I think it's good to be like filled up first before you. Yeah. And go to him to lift you up. Like go to where he says all the things that you are. 
And yes. that's how you fight those lies too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't try to be someone that you're not. Yeah. Like be who you are yeah. and who he created you, you to be. There'll be so there'll be those people for you out there. For yes. sure. For yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Did you want to share your story? Okay, okay. This this uh, story, okay. This I just love it so much. Um it's from Mandy um Mandy's book. I was Arioto. Ariato. 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 Thank you. Um, It's have more fun, but this story literally sticks with me and it makes, it motivates me and how I want to be towards my friends. So here's the story. My friend Kate decided that she was going to compete in a do, I'm sorry, a triathlon. That's what, it's a -a duathon. I don't know. It's like multiple. A duathlon sounds like two. I would have thought two also, but <laughs> okay. So it's not a triathlon because triathlon would be three. Correct. Yeah. So okay, it's only anyways, two okay, things. On with the story. Rose. To celebrate her fiftieth birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay, I girl. Okay. You pretty. Okay. You pretty. She had. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's okay. She had never done anything athletic before, but not even playing soccer in elementary school. And she wanted to ring in a new decade of life with something that was out of her comfort zone. The doulathon consisted of a swim followed by a bike ride, culminating in another swim to the finish line. She gave herself a year to train for it and was so determined that she never missed one day of training. On the night... Before the race, four of her closest friends, this is so sweet, rented a house room near the start of the race so they could all be there to cheer her on the first thing in the morning. Everyone was up at 4.30 a.m. That would be amazing that for you, Barkley. is a Kate, true friendship. <laughs> Kate, from, <laughs> Kate from nerves of her friends. Uh, Kate from nerves. Oh. Of her friends' excitement. When Kate didn't know was that her friends had all made outrageous outfits and signs to cheer her on. There was lots of glitter and boas, you know, to make sure she could find them in the crowd. After eating a quick bite, they all headed down to the harbor where the first leg of the swim began. The race started and Kate jumped in the water. Her friends were there at the transition area, just in time to see Kate run out of the water, towel off and hop on her bike. After the bike ride, she was feeling strong and staying on pace. She changed out of her biking shoes and headed to the water for the final swim. This time, her friends had positioned themselves on the jetty along the harbor that all the swimmers passed on the way to the finish line. They were near the middle of the swim, but close enough to the finish line to see her cross. Everything was great until 10 minutes into the last swim, Kate realized the tide had shifted and she was swimming against the current. It was taking her twice as long to swim the second leg as it had the first, and she had reached maximum exhaustion. As her friends saw her struggling, they started yelling and cheering as loud as they could. You've got this. You can make it. Exhausted, panic filled Kate's eyes as she looked up at them and said, I can't make it. At that moment, knowing how important it was for Kate to finish this race, one of her friends flung off her boa and yelled, Stay there. We're coming in. The rest of them looked at her, and in a split second of understanding, they all jumped into the water together. Knowing that if Kate touched anyone, she would be immediately disqualified, they didn't physically help her. But the sheer excitement of her friends jumping in the water gave Kate an, an immediate boost of energy. And she and her friends swam the final leg of the race to the finish line together. Kate will tell you that she will never forget what her friends did that day because shared, observed experiences stay with us forever. Mm-hmm. I think that story, I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to be that friend who mm-hmm. was like, jumps in and is like, you got this. Mm-hmm. For I just think with friendships and God is 
asked us to be in community with others because this life is hard and Mm -hmm. friends can also encourage you to keep going. And so I think it's so important as a friend. So that's been like a challenge for me. I'm like, I want to be that friend who just keeps cheering people on and like, you got this girl, you can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And so that is a story that's always stuck with me. That's beautiful. That is who you are. Hmm. And that's why you have so many friends and you're so loved that that is exactly who you are. You are that too. You both are that to me in so many ways. So, um, but I want to do a quick, quick, quick game. Oh yeah. I like games. Um, so, I am a seven. <laughs> I, I wing seven. So on oh, Instagram, on the stories, they have this little like headshot and you have to like tilt your head right, to one way? side to see which one you would answer this for. Mm-hmm. So that we don't have that because we're on a podcast. But it's who who's most likely to. Okay. okay. I'm going to say, okay. and then you're going to say who most likely. Okay. First mm-hmm. one. Who is most likely to have a snappy comeback? Teresa. <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> If I know it's me, should I just be quiet? I mean, (laughs) Dorothy? (laughs) Dorothy. (laughs) Who is most likely to answer the phone if you call in the middle of the night? You, Summer. Well, no, no. Barkley Uh too, though. Barkley is up in the the middle of the night. night. I was going to say I would because I'm probably awake. However, I do silence my phone at night. So it just depends. But you could text her at 3 a.m. She probably Probably. 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 You are there. You are the friend that shows up. Oh, I'll be there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Who is most likely to have a spreadsheet? Oh, this is funny. We kind of just talked about this. Probably Teresa, although I do enjoy a good spreadsheet. You are, I was going to say academic, but I meant yeah. to say administrative. Yeah. Yes, I would say Teresa. Who is most likely to plan a friend outing? Barkley. Oh, I love it. I love a plan a good adventure. <laughs> How many days in advance do you plan it? Maybe like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it more fun, but like, oh my goodness. Don't ask me to plan ahead. I don't plan ahead. <laughs> Who is most likely to forget their keys? Oh, I God. want to say both of you. That's what? Oh. Me? Oh, me? Snap. Oh. You on us. Okay. Uh, we need to pause the podcast. There's a fight about to happen. No, I'm just Wait. My do keys? I lose my keys? I have never. Lose her keys. I don't lose I do. You, you do? You, yeah. I have never. In my well, entire life. Okay, my I'm going to take okay. this off of our shoulders. It's just me, guys. It's, not, it's Barkley. just me. Barkley. <laughs> just Barkley. Who is most likely to impulse buy an inflatable unicorn set? Oh, well, we know suit, who sorry. this is. Who? Barkley. Barkley. What? <laughs> With a side of Teresa, I would have to say. Okay. I do impulse buy. If it was buy. a beautiful You impulse buy too, Summer. But I the do. inflatable unicorn... Is screams. I'm practical. I mean, you've, you've yes. worn an inflatable dinosaur before. I have I not. Have, so. I do have a unicorn onesie. It is I do too. Fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun thing. I yes, believe I've I seen a unicorn blow up sprinkler in your backyard. I do have a unicorn so, blow up sprinkler. I do. I literally okay. have done this. All right. All right. I'll take it. Who is most likely to take care of you when you are sick? Ooh, I'd say either of you. Yeah, either of you. Yeah. Except I hate germs. I would drop things off to you. Oh. I wouldn't go in and be like, this is true. I will help, help you, but I will not come near you. Hold your hair as you puke. Actually, I would. You I would. would. Totally do it. If come it was on. one of us. Yeah. yeah I would. Come on, you guys. Would. Yeah, true. Okay. All right. We Barclay, all would. Barkley has, when I got COVID both times, you brought me over um, treats. Yeah, you were a little. Both times I had COVID. Oh, I would like to also sent her an outfit. She did. She sent me an outfit. I sent her an outfit. She Ooh, did. That's she, nice. Yeah. Can I get COVID? 
I'm sending you an outfit, okay? I was like, what would be the best thing you offer? Like food You're allergies. Right. I was like, what would be the best? Oh, You're right. smart. I'm teasing, but you were so faithful, and I should not have teased you like that. My we're name. all good at that. Let's just yes. say that. Okay, who is most likely to accidentally oh. wear the same outfit as you? Well, considering That's we did this guys. at Mops, we came to Mops in the we same outfit. The same yeah, outfit. we're like, I believe that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the same. It was the same idea of an outfit. I believe that. Yeah. You guys are snazzy dressers. our girls wore the same dress to Daddy 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 Daughter Dance. This did not plan either. This is where people, this is where I'm, when I say you guys are sisters, like not only do people say you're sisters because you look like sisters, but you are so in tune. Like I've seen you finish each other's sentences. I've seen Summer say, oh my gosh, this is happening. You're like, I'm going to get the kids. You like know where the kids are. It's it's beautiful to watch, well, to be honest. I think that's one way that we work so well. I feel like you celebrate us. You never make us feel like we're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I gorgeous. Love that it's about beautiful. You. We could do a whole podcast Yeah, because we, we could. I won't go there, <laughs> but I'm yeah. thankful for you what in that you way. What you have is rare. Most people won't have that in their life. And it's definitely a gift from God. And I, I think it's beautiful to be around. Hmm. So, thank you. Um, okay, this is funny to me, but who is most likely to plan their oh. outfit weeks before an event? Teresa? <laughs> and Barkley. I would too. Yeah. Both of you. <laughs> I am like, you'll plan your outfits like a while. You'll have like thought into it. This is oh, new yeah. to me. I mean, this you started thinking about what you were going to wear today several days ago. Okay, let's preface this. I only <laughs> thought about it because I know you guys were going to probably come matching. But it's still, it's something no, I, we do, right? I don't, yeah, oh. I guess it is something. We don't. <laughs> we're not today. <laughs> no, we're not, thankfully, not matching. But I, I do. Sometimes I think I through do. it a lot. Oh, our yeah. friend Amanda does that too. And I'm like, yeah. guys, this is, this, yeah. this is. I'm always jealous of the girl, which maybe she probably doesn't, because this is probably another lie, that looks like you put no effort and you just look great. I put a lot of effort. Yeah, that's not real. The no makeup makeup look is like 20 points on someone's face. Look at how great my messy bun is. I was like, my messy bun looks ridiculous. I don't know. I don't don't know. (laughs) You... Yeah, she always looks great. Anyways, I put a lot of a bad hair day on I this girl like, ever. What I'm saying is, I put a lot of effort into in these girls that can. But you literally it. wake up a half hour before you have to be somewhere. Well, that is because I I plan ahead. Yes, that's <laughs> like kind of amazing. My I mean, eyes would we, not look great. We, I'd be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my eyes. <laughs> Wait, we, we get together for like like uh, like hey, we're gonna walk in the park and like Barkley will come with like this amazing oh workout outfit. Like, are you doing an Instagram shoot? She <laughs> 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 is so cute with her jewelry and we'll, I'll be like, I'm not sure all what I'm wearing is clean. <laughs> True story here. The three of us went walking once, and this boy walked the other oh. direction of us, and he literally walked like by us, nine. and he looks at Barkley, and he goes, you're beautiful. I don't think She's, it was at me. We were all no, three no, standing there. No, it was 100% you. at you. <laughs> and, and, and he was like Teresa. nine years old. We died at that. He was know. he was in a stupor from your beauty. Oh, she, stop it. She had no makeup on. She just was I, like, you know. Yeah, this, I don't know. Anyway. She has it. Okay, Anyways. this last one's my favorite. Who is most likely to inspire you? And I would say both of you. I would say, <laughs> yeah, there's things about each of you that inspires me. Absolutely. For sure. I agree. That was fun. Absolutely. All right. How do we wrap things up, Summer? Well, what is your best or worst advice in friendship, Teresa? Oh, I'm trying to think of a friendship advice. Yeah. Wow. Or something you would give advice. Like, what was I feel like board? I gave Come lots on. of advice. I know you did give great advice. Mm, come on, brain. Partner with me here. Okay. 
Hmm. Well, I already, um, I would say, I would say communicate, work on yourself. Oh, here's my best. Here's my best advice. This was, this is a game changer for people. Learn to not take somebody else's personality personally. When you learn someone's personality, you start to understand what people do is about them. It's actually not about you. And you don't need to take it personally. So throwing back, any good stand-up comedian always has a line that throws back to the... (laughs) So I'm going to do that. Yes, exactly. Throwing back to my time where I said I didn't want to put my – you had so many people on your calendar. I was like, yeah, she'll learn how to find me. I learned later on. I thought thought we weren't going to be friends because I was like, oh, she doesn't – she doesn't value my friendship with her enough to make room on her calendar. Mm -hmm. So that's probably not going to happen. So our friendship was – Probably not going to happen at that point. But that's not how you work. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. that um, because we were still in the process of learning that about each other. Um, Same thing. I didn't didn't realize, Barkley, you just take a process. Like, because I didn't know your friendship histories. And so when I first met you, I'd be like, hi, Barkley. And you would just keep walking. I and think I was that's like, a lie. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? I must have been busy, okay? It was, it was, it was in the early days, okay? It was in the early She's days. I mean, going. I would never Maybe ignore you. I was Enneagram 8. Intentionally. Just not going to make the cut. I don't oh, know what gosh. it was, but, um, but, but understanding your personalities more and understanding how you guys love has made me feel so loved. And it's, it's given me room to, like, accept you and cheer you on in your own way. And um, that, that has changed my friendship. It's changed my marriage. And it's changed my relationship with my kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So. I think that's why we love the Enneagram so much because I feel like that brings yeah. Understand understanding to those motivations and the way yeah. you are the way you are and yeah. it's really people's us. people's temperaments will, yeah. will tell them how they have conflict mm-hmm. how they communicate yeah. Yeah. how they have fun mm-hmm. right like yeah. you know I don't expect someone to be someone they're not great advice yes. great clothes all right so all right Wait, i want to tell my one oh you have one okay have one that like so important absolutely like, one of the biggest things i think for friendships is ask questions. I think there, when I'm in a conversation with someone and they talk, which is awesome because I, I love to hear them talk and I love to ask questions, but then you need to ask that person the questions too. Mm-hmm. Like I think there needs to be a back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and sometimes with friendships, when somebody like remembers something that I told them and they come back and say, how did it go? I mean, that is showing so much love to -hmm. somebody because you're, like, thinking about them and you just want to, like, see how it went. Mm -hmm. Um, But ask your friends questions. Ask them how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Ask them how their heart is doing. Like, ask them, what are you dreaming about? Teresa does that a lot. She'll be like, what what are you dreaming about? And I'm like, I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. It takes me time to process and think. But I think that's a good thing is, like, asking people questions. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice for friendship. I love it. What about you, Barkley? Yes. I don't have one. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, don't. I don't. I I think all of yours are awesome. There's nothing left to say. 
I don't have one. That's what I was like. Okay, and to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I Can I just I'm echo everything you said? It's great. But, yeah. I don't really have anything. This, is what, no. this is what this I is, want people to know is, about you. You are really good in the moment. You give me these one-liners <laughs> of advice, but it's situational. So you okay. you say really big things to me situationally. Usually when I'm discouraged or afraid, you are very, very good in those situations. Ooh, I don't think you walk around processing. You're, you don't just no. sit around and like think, how would I give this advice? I just, that's not how you think, I don't think. Yeah. But when you see someone you care about, you show up for people. Thank you. Um, and so we almost need to put you in a difficult situation. What difficult situation can we put her in right now then so I she has to be, good advice? Well, <laughs> I would say for you too, like with friendship, like one of the biggest things you've done for me that's helped me is like you'll pull me out of like, if I'm like in my head of something, you'd be like, Summer, stop and let's go do something fun. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, then it just doesn't feel weighty anymore. And yeah. you'd be like, let's go to the mall. And I'm like, what? Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's go on this adventure. Okay, I have all I this. Guess- I mean, that just brings me back to what I said earlier. I think you need to find a friend that gives you what you need. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. brought something I needed. You bring some, yeah. you know, find a friend that brings you something you need. That is yeah. great advice. How's that? I like I did okay? Just okay. Out there. <laughs> Thank you guys. And this is why we work. Okay. So awkward part. Um, we would love it if you guys wouldn't mind liking and subscribing. You know, we had two two people leave comments this oh, last time. It was, people it was love sweetest. us. It means a lot to us. And if you're feeling extra generous, maybe even share once we post a podcast. Share mm-hmm. our podcast so other people can see it. Um, and we are a proud member of the Mops Podcast Network now, and we are thankful for that. Um And speaking of mobs, there is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mobsdeck.org backslash find a group. And now you guys can sing us out. Go. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) What's the words?